Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here at USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network, where we celebrate people who are elevated listeners, people who listen without judgment, without interruption, without providing solutions, and without stealing the stage. Our show today is The Listening Mentor, and we have a fabulous topic that is going to be brought to us by the star of our show, Caroline Heward. She is located in London, and she is the Harley Street stress expert. Before I bring her out, I just want to announce a fabulous course that she is offering. You can take it online, on demand, at your convenience, in your home, at a time that works for you for the low price of $49. Learn all about chakra psychology and the healing journey. You may ask, how do I do this? Well, it's so simple. We've made it easy for you. First, you can follow Caroline and learn more about it. You can also go to the course that she offers, which is at drjacqueline.thinkific.com slash collections. Collect collections, yes. And you can join her in this initiative to expand your knowledge about chakra psychology so you feel better, you look better, you act better, you're more together. Let's welcome Caroline and start the conversation. Hello. Hello. Wow. <laughs> that was some opening. I don't know whether I can follow that up. <laughs> well, you. I'm just super excited about the course and about all the work that you're doing. You're helping people all the time. You're constantly learning, taking education to another level so that you can take what you're learning and pass it on to your clients. So people get it together, reach out to Caroline and start to feel better. Caroline, for people who are watching or listening for the first time and they're, they're reading the banner, they just heard me say, the Harley Street stress expert. What is that? Well, I work with the person's um, symptoms. So whatever you're complaining about, if you have headaches, um, physical ache and pain, whether it's emotional pain like sadness, loneliness, heartache, whatever the pain is, essentially it's whatever you're complaining about, reach out to me. <coughs> Excuse me. I offer a free telephone consultation on Zoom, Skype or phone. Reach out to me on no more stress at live.co.uk and I will help you literally bust your stress and your symptom. All right. And she's so passionate about her work, she's choked up. So <laughs> take a <laughs> take a moment with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> So, folks, I just want to share with you that our program is designed to give you education 
hope and inspiration. We have Caroline's contact information right there. Please do reach out. If you're not able to read it, let me share it with you. Her email address is no more stress at live, L-I-V-E dot co, C-O dot U-K. You can also call her. Her international number is plus 44, 75, 23, 120, 189. And guess what she's going to give you? A free 30-minute Zoom stress buster consultation. Okay, how exciting is that? Let's bring Caroline back and let's have a conversation. So Caroline, we're talking today about chakra and chakra psychology, the journey of chakra psychology. First of all, if someone doesn't even know what chakras are, can you give us an explanation? Yeah. Uh, Chakras are based where the endocrine system is. So each chakra is related to a related uh, a, a gl- gland organ. So the adrenal gland, for instance, is related to the root chakra. The solar plexus related to the solar plexus. The heart chakra is related to the um, thymus gland. The thyroid gland is related to the throat chakra and so on. Now, each of these um, chakras are known as like energy centers or vortexes of energy, and they swing in uh, one direction. And if there is an imbalance in one of those centers, it can then go off kilter. So it's circulating in the wrong way or blocked or imbalanced or there's too much energy or not enough. And so these uh, energy centers uh, are related to our emotions, our physical, um, mental um, ability to do things because uh, they're related to the organs. And so they create balance both in physical, emotional, mental health. Excellent. Thank you for that explanation. And when we're not feeling well, many times we're blaming it on something. It's work. It's my wife, it's my husband, it's my children, it's this office that I'm in. We have all these reasons, except we're not actually looking at ourselves. We're not looking at our own behavior. We're not looking at what's going on inside of us. So you really help people peel back those layers. And how does chakra psychology help you to help your clients? Well, it helps me uh, work out what's not working. And our body is always talking to us. It's about what is it saying? What is it not? What is it that you're not handling? So, for instance, if my boiler breaks down, for instance, that's a, a water element of the environment that I'm living in. And so there will be there unexpressed emotions because that's the water element and water is related to the second chakra. So that will be the emotional center. Um, if there's physical ache and pain, depending on where it is, it is related to an unexpressed issue or an undealt with emotion from the situation, event, or circumstance that you're in. I know it sounds a little bit bizarre and a bit kind of far out there, but you will be amazed at how um, it can, when you understand what the ache and pain is related to, how it really relates to your life and what's happening in your world. 
Thank you so much for that explanation. And uh, it's important to know, I think, when we're working with a professional such as yourself, a therapist or psychotherapist, a counselor, how are the techniques and tools that you've honed in on, how are they actually applicable to us as clients? So thank you so much for sharing that. I want to talk a little bit about the chakra psychology. When we think about psychology, that's like a big word. It sounds like someone's operating on a brain or something. What exactly does that mean? Well, it's um, loosely how the mind and body connect and what happens to the person physically, emotionally, mentally, when there's an imbalance. So psychology is the behavioral psychology of the symptom that we're complaining about, the thing that's not working, the, the, the relationship that's not working. It's whatever we're, you know, reaching out and saying, oh, this person's doing this, this person's doing that, I'm not happy about this, I'm aching and paining here. And so it's the psychology of that of which we're complaining about. And chakra psychology is based in the physical, emotional, mental, behavioral. And so it's it's not just the complaint of the symptom, it's our behaviors as well. Yeah, I think that it's so important to realize that there is help out there. There are professionals who are educated, who are experienced. Many times people I'm not saying you, but just people in general have had experiences like what it is they're helping other people with. So they actually understand. So for example, I lead a support group for the Crohn's Colitis Foundation. I'm actually a patient. So I understand about that journey so that I can actually help people and say, yes, I, I understand what you're going through because I've been there. So I'd love to have you just give us an overview. And you're so good at this in the course that you're offering. And again, we'll put that information up uh, a little bit later, but tell us about the various chakras. I think there's seven. Is that right? Yeah, there are seven major chakras. There are many others, but there are seven major physical chakras um, that the course talks about. And so if we look at that, they're related to the different glands, major glands of the body. So, for instance, if we take the heart chakra, which is uh, based in the um, in the heart center, this is uh, related to um, our, um, our bereavement issues, our grieving issues or issues of loss. Um, and so the heart chakra is related to the, um, the center of the chest. And this is uh, where we have a, a higher frequency if we're in the heart chakra, this is where compassion resides. Without giving all the course away, um, you know, sort of I'll briefly go through each of them. Uh, the root chakra, which is where the base of the spine meets the genital area. Um, this is our foundation, our stability, our, our root, our, um, uh, where our boundaries are. The second chakra up is in the lower belly, below the belly button. And this is where our uh, emotional center is. This is related to our relationships. First relationship is self and our, our uh, emotions in terms of how we express ourselves in the world and how we move towards things. Our next chakra up is the solar plexus, which is uh, the upper abdomen um, and above the belly button. 
um, the solar plexus related to the solar plexus, and this is uh, related to our power and our fire, um, our, our power and our control within a situation. And this is related to our self-esteem, our confidence, and our right to be in that situation and our control in the situation. The heart chakra I mentioned earlier, the throat chakra is related to our thyroid gland and how we express the words that we feel and think. Um, we express our trees. The um, brow chakra is in between the eyes, sort of in the middle here, between the eyebrows. And um, this is related to our intuition. And uh, this is related to also our sixth sense. Um, so this is how we can uh, see more than what we uh, see with our normal sensories. And the crown chakra is right at the top of the head, and that's related to the pineal gland. And that's related to uh, attachment if we're, um, if we're uh, blocked and we're attached to things and people, what happens is we don't actually then open ourselves up to opportunities that exist in our, in our wider world. It sounds so complex, but you make it sound so simple at the same time. <laughs> well, I guess I've been doing it for a long time and uh, it is, and I forget what I know. I just get asked a question and then I just, you know, can go on. I have to be careful that I don't go too much into the, you know, the detail because, you know, I can be here for as long as, it, you know, it takes. So I could be here for hours. So, you know, that's a very short and succinct, you know, look at the seven chakras. Um, but it's, you know, sort of uh, essentially it's a methodology and an understanding of how we can understand what's going on from a different place, you know, from a different perspective. And in that insight and understanding and awareness, we can change the way that we respond to things. And more importantly, we can actually get rid of our stress because in awareness and understanding we can move into a different state of being from the amount of stress, physical, emotional, mental that we're experiencing. Thank you, Caroline. And I know that, uh, and we're showing this on the screen, that you offer a free 30-minute Zoom stress buster consultation, and you'll work with someone for one symptom uh, for that particular call. So let's say someone identifies they have a, a pain in their neck. They, their neck seems to be bothering them a lot how would you incorporate the chakra psychology into that conversation? Well, with neck pain, there's only one reason for neck pain, and that is that they're not expressing their full creativity in their environment of work or their environment of their occupation. So there are many people that have been suffering with neck pain in our changed times because they're working from home, they've, they've gone more administrative at home, or they've set up a business of their own because they've uh, lost their, um, their financial security through a, a company that they used to work for. And so this will be where you're doing what you love, but then you're actually doing more things that you don't love, which is probably the administration side of things. So this is always about that there's a lack of expression in your full creativity, in your work or occupation. And in a case like that, where you would provide that information, what 
types of suggestions might you have for your client or do you let your clients come to their own conclusions about what to do? They will come to their own conclusion because they will generally say something like, oh gosh, I changed my job about five years ago and I've had neck pain ever since and I'm not doing what I love doing. You know, the job has changed and I'm doing more administration and I'm much happier in the studio. You know, that uh, they're talking that it's relative, it's relationship to the symptom and when it occurred. And um, it's very big because, you know, certainly in England, the uh, one of the high NHS stats is neck pain, neck pain, and the next one is back pain. Um, so it's it's critical that, you know, sort of if somebody's kind of doing this and really rubbing their neck all the time like this, you know, you know they've got neck pain and you know they're not expressing their creativity, especially in their working environment. And, um, and so when I give that insight and awareness to the person, they suddenly start thinking, well, yeah, you're right, you know, and I'd much rather be doing more of this or more of that. And they then start to come out with insights and awarenesses of what they prefer to be doing versus what they feel they have to do because they've changed roles or changed companies. Um, and then they start manoeuvring in terms of fulfilling what they weren't fulfilling previously uh, before that insight and awareness. It is quite interesting once we step away from whatever situation we're in, and it could be something like you mentioned, people could be doing for years and it's just the same thing. We get up, we get into this mode, we do the same thing over and over again. And we don't even realize, I don't even think we know for feeling anything anymore. We're just sort of on autopilot, just get up, follow the same routines. And then for some reason, Maybe it's a holiday, we have time off, or maybe something happens in emergency in the family, we have to look at things at different perspective. And all of a sudden our eyes fly open and we're like, wow, I'm really not happy. I didn't realize how miserable I am. And we step away and realize that we have choice. But until we actually have that awareness, many times it's our body, our mind, our spirit is literally suffocating. And we get to meet with somebody like you and unlock all of those things that we've shoved down inside us. You know how it is. We're always in a rush. We have things we have to do and something happens. We have feelings about it, but we don't have the time to deal with it. So we just go, I'm just going to push that down. I'm just going to push that down. And before you know it, it's years and we've got this much stuff pushed down. It's a small space in our body. It's like, wait, there's no more room. It's got to come out some way. Headaches, shoulder aches, whatever it is. That's so true. And um, that those words that you're using, push down, it's actually what we do. We push down because we don't have the space to emotionally handle things. So we handle the logical, physical and practical things because we have to. Um, but the emotions, this is what we push down because we don't feel safe or secure to express and in the environments that we're working in. So when we push down the emotions and feelings, they have to come out somewhere. And when they do come out, they come out physically in the body, physically aching and paining, or mentally, the stress, anxiety, or depression, 
or behaviourally uh, in terms of um, relationship issues, uh, intimacy issues, and um, anger management issues. So it comes out in all sorts of ways. And so we, whatever we suppress will express in our outer world. I think it's so important that we really listen to what you just shared, especially as we come to the end of this year. And, and in many ways, when we come to the end of a calendar year, it's symbolic because we wake up the next day on the first and it's just like, yeah, it's just another day. Thank goodness I'm here and thank goodness for everything I have. But it's a good time to take assessment of what we're doing and how we're feeling. What are some of the symptoms of clients you've worked with before that you immediately say to yourself without judging, just from your experience, that person is not in a good place? Well, usually it shows up in our relationships, uh, whether it's family relationships, colleagues at work, or um, relationships in terms of our um, uh, emotional relationships, like sort of a, an intimate relationship. It will appear in friendships. And so whatever is not working for you will show up in, in the closest of people uh, to you. Um, it will show up in your um, in your social activities, in your business, your work, and in your personal life too. Um, and if you have children, they uh, mirror, they show up what you're suppressing. And so it will be very obvious that something's not right in your life. And it will be very obvious that, that there's something that's um, wrong. You'll feel there's something wrong. And so it's only when you decide, and this is the key, it's your decision to do something about it. Because we can all decide to put up and shut up, to stay in the situation and to suppress it. But when we realize that it's affecting us and that the, towards the end of year, you know, December, early January, these are very key times that people start to reflect on, you know, you're absolutely right um, as to what we've achieved, what we haven't achieved, what's gone well, what's not gone well, where, where am I going? I really use the new year, uh, you know, in the back end of the year as a, a great yardstick to look at, well, what's been happening in my life? And um, have I achieved everything that I wanted to? And am, am I where I wanted to be? And then, you know, I make plans and I make intentions for where I want to go in the following year. And many people that are struggling and suffering, they're looking at their year, realizing that it isn't what they wanted. They haven't achieved everything they wanted to achieve. And so for many people, there is uh, the onset of uh, anxiousness and also uh, stress, which can for some lead into a state of depression. Because at the back end of the year, we do reflect and look at. And when we don't feel we've achieved, depression can come in, which is worse than managing it as we go along. So further to that, people generally are looking for answers or help at the back end of the year or early in the year because they take stock. And so that's when I get quite busy at the back end of the year. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. You know, I was thinking today I was working out on my gazelle. Do you know what a gazelle is? No, please share. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's this piece of equipment I actually bought from my father, and he's been gone for 10 years. But it sort of like simulates uh, cross-country skiing. And I do a lot of good thinking there. And I was thinking to myself, I haven't been in a relationship in years, and how happy I am about that, because I don't have to deal with all the things that come with being in a relationship. And the reason I bring it up is, as we come to the end of this year, I think it's important to take an assessment of how happy we are personally and professionally. And are the relationships that we're in, are they bringing us positive value? Are we bringing positive value to them? And it's also a good time to say, hey, this is uh, great to declutter my closet, declutter my home, declutter my life. But many times we get stuck in letting go. And we've talked about this before. So in order to heal, in order to grow, sometimes we have to let go of things. We have to let go of people. And I know that you help your clients with that as well. Yes. Um, when we let go, if we are attached and we're sort of keeping them here, you know, keeping them way in and we're trying to keep them part of our life, that's when things can go wrong. Because when we are so attached to the friendship, the relationship, the company, the work, whatever it is that we're attached to, the home, it actually stops other things and other people coming into our life. And that attachment can be more detrimental. Now, the bit that I want to really share with you here is that we can't lose what is real. And so if we are meant to be with that person or with that home or in that company or in that role, if we're meant to be in that situation in terms of people and things, then they will always be there. If we're not meant to be, then, or something's not working in that relationship, when you let go of what's not working, and this is the key, when you let go of the behaviours of what's not working, what's true and what's real from that relationship will stay. And then you become pure in what is real in that relationship, rather than holding on to all the things that weren't working. And this is sort of a, a, a wonderful way to clear out what's not working, because when we're focused on what's not working, we create more of what's not working. And if we focus on what we love about that relationship or that situation, then we create more of that. And here, here's where the graciousness of realising that we don't have to suffer for prolonged periods of time. Because if something's not working, it's okay to let it go. I love how you just shared that. That's it's so true. But yet, I'll give an example. This is going to sound crazy. I have two newsletters now: the Global Post and the Listening Post. And whenever I send them out, I check to see who's unsubscribed. I just immediately I go to unsubscribe as opposed to open, click, etc. And I study the people who have unsubscribed. And it, when I first sent out the newsletters, I, I really took it personally. I mean, seriously, I was like crying. I was like, how could they unsubscribe to my newsletter? And as time has gone on, it's obviously been over a year now. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt anymore, but I'm still curious because I think to myself, 
they are not part of my journey. They don't believe in what it is that I'm doing. Now, it could be a million other things could have nothing to do with me. But I know for me personally, I get a ton of newsletters and I don't unsubscribe to them because I want to learn something from my peers. I always look and see what other people are putting out there, what's resonating. So my point is something as simple as a newsletter that could trigger me or trigger someone. And yet when there's something monumental that happens, you know, that, uh, is between two people, maybe they have an argument or maybe one person cheats on another or one person is uh, is involved in drugs or violence or something, then there are real issues that people have to look at and say, okay, do I want to have this in my life? So Caroline, what can you share with us if it's something that seems so trite, like a newsletter on subscription versus something that's so serious? What can we do so that we don't internalize this and then it manifests into some type of physical or emotional problem? It's really important to know what serves you. And so in letting go, when you're letting go of like a newsletter, for instance, now, funnily enough, I've actually unsubscribed to a few newsletters. And one of the reasons for that is my email box is um, is almost a capacity. And so I have to keep clearing out um, emails and I've only got five um, percent left of my inbox so I need to to clear out things. And it's been going on now for about um, 12 years. I think I have this email. And so it's got very cluttered. And there's things that I haven't looked at. And so I'm looking at things that I've subscribed to and deleting them and unsubscribing in the last few days. And that's clearing down my box a little bit. And I've set up another email to um, gather, you know, sort of more of the personal self-development stuff. And so I'm actually filing and sorting and making it easier to get through my inbox. So that's something else that's happened that because that there is um, a finite amount of space for my emails, I have to now consider what I subscribe to. Now, when we're attached to a response and then when we react to uh, the fact that somebody's um, unsubscribed or somebody says that they do want to uh, be in a relationship with you. It's always about how we react and respond because it can all go on in your external world. So there's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now in the world, um, in the UK and America and worldwide. And we can decide to live and a space of fear and anxiousness about what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Or we can be in a space where we, we don't react in that way that's anxious and that we await what happens and then decide how we're going to respond and react. Because a lot of things that are being discussed and talked about, especially in our macro world, haven't actually happened yet. There's a lot of conversation, a lot of fear, and a lot of concern about what might happen, but a lot of things haven't happened. And so we can stress about things and get anxious about things that haven't happened. And the only person that is getting hurt and getting frustrated and anxious is ourselves. So it is about managing that so that we feel the best that we can possibly be in any given time. So it is about more about how you react and respond 
rather than what's happening. Thanks, Caroline. And I know you've addressed this before, but let's let's touch on it again. So we think we have it all under control. We think we've dealt with everything and we put our head on the pillow, we fall asleep and then in the middle of the night, there it all is. We start obsessing, worrying about what hasn't happened, what might happen, what could happen. And then we can't sleep. And I know you help people with managing sleep, but when we have these thoughts come up, why they have to come up in the middle of the night, I don't know. Maybe you can tell us. Uh, what is it that we can do so that we can get the sleep that we need and also maybe have a reality check that we're worrying about things we have no control over? Well, that's the piece. Most of the time we're worrying about things that we have no control over at all. And so if we're worried about those things we have no control over, and we can't do anything about them, then we're going to feel worse. And so it's important to um, be concern less concerned about what we have no control of and more concerned about what we can control because then we can manage our stress and our anxiety. And in the middle of the night, the reason that we wake up and we start to feel stressed and anxious and we start to worry about things is mainly because in the day when we're awake, we're doing things. And the mind is busy in doing all those things that we're engaged in. But when we go to sleep, or when we go to bed, there is no distractions. There is nothing for us to do. And there's nothing for us to be participating in apart from being in bed and sleeping. And so the unconscious mind is still working it's still moving and thinking. And it's really about the fact that when we're in bed and there's no distractions, then whatever is our greatest challenges and our greatest uh, fears and our things that we've, we've gone to bed on unresolved will come up. And so my invitation for you to literally empty your mind of those things is to have like a notebook by the side of you, by the side of your bed, and write down all the things that are swimming around in your mind. Write down, you know, sort of if it's a to-do list, if it's something that's bothering you, just write it down. And you'll find that committing to paper, writing it down, will empty your mind and you will feel much calmer. It sounds very simple and yet it's incredibly effective because the mind doesn't want to forget. And because the mind wants to not forget and to remember, it will just keep running around with the same thoughts so you remember when you wake up in the morning. And so if you write it down, then the mind goes, ah, oh, now I can rest. I love that you just shared that, that the mind doesn't want to forget because that's so true. When I wake up in the middle of the night with something, it's, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'm, I don't want to forget to do it. So what I've been doing is getting up in the middle of the night and actually doing it <laughs> and then going back to sleep. And I know we talked about that on another episode that it's okay if you have all that energy to get up and do something and then go back to sleep, right? Yes, absolutely. This is what the Victorians did. They weren't breathing in the faster space pace that we are breathing now. And they were having two lots of sleep. 
um, they were waking up um, in the middle of the night and being active. I've actually been waking up just recently, you know, at about one or two in the morning. And I've just thought, shall I get up? Maybe I should just stay in bed and I've stayed in bed. (laughs) And so, so, um, you know, I've been taking the luxury of making a decision and so I've been doing some of the things that I would have done at two, one and two in the morning. And I've been doing them at like sort of 10 or 11 in the morning. And, um, you know, it's been lovely. It's been a luxury for me to do that in this past week. And I've made the decision, you know, shall I stay in bed? And and it's been quite a, quite a lovely thing for me to do because I don't normally. And there is this to-do list. Oh, you've just remembered something. So write it down and then pick it up when you wake up in the morning. Outstanding. Thank you. And Caroline, we're coming to the end of the show, which always comes so fast. And I have just uh, a few things I want to announce to our audience that you're involved with, which is really exciting. Caroline is one of the stars of our upcoming show, which is on Monday, and it's called the Spelling Bee Game Show. Woo! Caroline is going to be going head to head with our other contestant, one of our wonderful team members here, Janetta Barry. And so Caroline and Janetta will meet over three episodes and each episode they'll have to spell 10 words. So at the end of the three episodes, we will count up the total of 30 words to see who's going to win the title of Queen Bee Speller. (laughs) So I hope you will join us for that. Caroline, anything you want to share about how you're preparing to beat Janetta at this game? (laughs) I'm shaking in my boots. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. I always consider myself a good speller. And at the same time, uh, we have autocorrect on our computers these days and um, in our text. So it'll be really interesting to be tested. And um, I'm looking forward to it because it's a little bit of fun. Usually I'm in a a very serious work mode, so it'll be a bit of fun for me um, and a little bit like sort of a university challenge type thing, you know. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I have done no preparation at all apart from hope. (laughs) Will will you be staying up in nice spelling words? Oh, no. Lying in bed spelling words. I won't be doing anything like that. I should just hope. (laughs) Jeanette, if you're watching, she's not going to be spelling words in her sleep. So So again, I just want to let people know they can watch right wherever you're watching right now, the Spelling Bee Game Show. It's going to be on on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 7 p.m. British Summer Time. Also, Caroline is one of our facilitators at USA Global TV and Radio Education Platform. What? Yes, we have a whole education platform and we would love to have you take courses so that you can experience what it's like to learn from Caroline, from myself, from Janetta Barry, and also from Madeline Chan. And we have teamed together, Caroline, Madeline, and myself to provide a fabulous special offer of coaching. And that's one lesson from each of us. I should say one coaching session. And with Caroline, you're going to learn how to bust your stress. With Madeline, you're going to learn how to find your voice. And with me, you're going to learn how to nail your interview. So we put all of these together to help you with your self-esteem, your confidence, 
feeling better physically, emotionally, and mentally. So you don't actually have to have an official interview. You could be interviewing for a job or maybe it's for a podcast, but maybe it's just for a new relationship. Maybe it's just for a new connection. So please do take advantage of that. You can go over to drjacqueline.com slash shop and you can sign up for that fabulous package. And the last thing I want to mention that Caroline is also involved with, she is one of our elevated listeners. As you know, she's on the education platform. She's also the main star in our new book called The Amazing Adventures of Lady Ella, the Listening Mentor. This is a children's book where we teach children and their families elevated listening skills. In case you're getting tired of hearing it, I'm sorry, but that's what we're all about here at USA Global TV and Radio, learning how to listen at an elevated level. So to teach children so they don't spend decades learning the wrong behaviors or behaviors that are not going to be conducive to effective relationships, let's teach them at a young age. Each of the animal characters on this book cover represents a person. Caroline, tell us which animal character is you. I'm White Tara, the owl, and the owl is up in the tree. And the owl is overseeing. You see there's a farm, and then on the other side, there are other animals that are forest animals. So I am uh, represented by the ladybug, which is also my great niece. Her name is Ella. So please look for that book. And uh, I want to also thank Mariska Dupree. She's co-author on this. And then as well as Caroline, Debbie, Roland, Diane, Sonia, Red, Janetta, and Hyatt. Thanks for being part of this journey. So there we go, Caroline. And also please look into taking Caroline's course. You can go right now and you can sign up for $49 and you can go on the chakra journey with Caroline. Here's the information of how you book in. Go to drjacqueline.thinkific.com slash collections. And this information is there in the chat for you to see. Caroline, for people who want to reach out to you and bust their stress, get that 30-minute free session, what do they need to do? You can reach out to me on No More Stress, believe it or not, that email that I'm clearing out, <laughs> no more stress at live.co.uk, or call if you're international, plus 44. If you're local, 07523 Come with one symptom that you want to bust through and I will literally help you identify the root cause and emotions will lift, it will clear and you will feel much, much better. And I also promise, almost guarantee, an incredibly deep and peaceful sleep. Wonderful. You can also follow Caroline on her Talking Heads episodes. She's an expert presenter and her uh, time slot is Tuesdays at noon Eastern time, which is 5 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Also, Caroline did a recent episode in uh, what to do if you're in love with a narcissist. And uh, I'm not sure if that was Talking Heads or that was here, but we did have it. Was it here? was talking heads talking heads yeah we had uh, a lot of feedback i featured it in the newsletter as well and a number of people 
tapped into that. So please go over to our YouTube channel, USA Global TV and Radio. Look for Caroline Heward playlist and then also Talking Heads 2022. All of our shows here for The Listening Mentor are also on our YouTube channel under The Listening Mentor. Thank you again, my friend. I hope you have a fabulous weekend and I will be looking forward to seeing you at the Spelling Bee. Exciting. <laughs> bye bye. Have a lovely weekend, everyone. Bye bye. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. And thanks to each and every one of you. I really do appreciate your support. We're getting more and more people following us. And I said this to Caroline before the show began. I, sometimes I just shake my head and I think, I loved my career in corporate. I sold meetings and events, employee recognition. I traveled around the world. I stayed at five-star resorts. I earned six figures every year. Everything's totally different. I get to interview people from around the world. I get to talk to people from their homes, from their businesses, all different types of cultures, whether it's uh, someone who's in a charity or in a war zone, or they just started a business. And I just feel so blessed to be in this position. So the reason I bring this up is that sometimes we have to get out of our own way. We have to look at our own behavior, what we're doing. I wasn't feeling well for years, and it was because I was not doing the things that I should be doing. So I just reach out to you as we come to a close in this year. What can you let go of? What can you open up to? What can you learn? How can you help someone else? How can you be kind? Let's look at all these things as humanity and let's really work on finding and following our passion and being kind and considerate to other people. I think that we will all benefit from it. And I thank you for listening. Our next show is coming up. It's presenting Pet Psychic Amina. And we always have wonderful conversations, whether it has to do with pet adoption, whether it has to do with when it's time to let your pet go. But we also talk about sustainability and we talk about coexistence. These are really important topics. And Amina has gotten me to see spiders and reptiles and all kinds of creatures in a completely different way. They all have a reason for being, and it's not our place to decide if they should or shouldn't be here. It's for us to all get along and respect each other and respect Mother Earth. Thanks again. We look forward to seeing you next week. Stay tuned for Pet Psychic Amina.